0: Welcome all, welcome all, welcome all Welcome to the TMI Fantasy Sports Podcast I will be your host for the evening My intro's not as hyped as Rob, but I got us, I got us today We're gonna win that fantasy week Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy TMI Follow us on IG at TMI Fantasy Follow Rob at ICRob on Twitter and at Raw Beats. On Twitter, what's happening, people? Running a solo show today. No Rob, he'll be out for the day. Keep it rolling. Before we get into our show, I want to make a quick mention. Someone that's really important to the fantasy community. Somebody that passed away over the week. Mike Taglier. And uh, condol- condolences to him and his family and Tabby. And uh, he will be sorely missed. He was an important part to the fantasy football community he was an excellent writer unmatched uh, one of the best analysts out there he, he would be sorely missed on today's show we will be covering the failures and players for week three and then we will be going over starts of the week but before we get into all that let's hit it with that four one one of the biggest news over week three, Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey injured his hamstring against the Houston, Texas on Thursday night football. They are talking about it being a 0.5 grade strain, whatever that means. Uh, they, they didn't place him on IR, so they obviously don't think it's that bad. But one thing to monitor when you're looking at, at CMC, he was injured last year. Hamstring injuries tend to linger. They take away from your speed. And I, I could easily see re-aggravation here if it isn't properly handled from the, the medical staff and the training staff. On that note, be certain to add Chuber Hubbard to your roster. If he is out there in your waiver wire, he could carry your team for several weeks as CMC is recovering from his hamstring injury. Moving along, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, wide receivers for the Tennessee Titans, may miss this week. A.J. Brown has a hamstring injury. Julio Jones has a leg injury that he's supposedly supposedly been getting treatment on. Next, you have New England running back James White suffered a hip injury that will end his season. Yeah, uh, Bengals wide receiver T Higgins he'll be out for Thursday night football with a shoulder injury. Juju Smith Schuster with bruised ribs that is definitely something to monitor. Now Deontay Johnson's obviously hurt, and you'll you'll know later that we'll we'll speak on uh, on some of the other options around there that are that are bene- benefiting off these injuries. KJ Hamler has a torn ACL. Wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Be certain you had Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick should be out there in your waiver wire. He saw a good amount of targets over week three. You should expect to see that to continue on as Cortland Sutton is rehabbing his also ACL tear and knee injury. Uh, and he's just fresh fresh off that. DMPs did not practice for the week. Will Fuller, George Kittle, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Something to monitor. Uh, George Kittle is expected to play. Will Fuller is kind of a wild card. You never know what, what Will Fuller is going through. He's just majority of the times injured. So be certain to monitor those injuries. Even then, all, overall, I just try to stay away from Miami's options. Let's get into the players. players and families. man we had some some straight players this week we had some real plays this week let's start it off with uh Pittsburgh Steelers running back the G Harris number one overall fantasy running back for the week number six overall for the year had 14 attempts for 40 yards 19 targets 14 receptions for 102 yards. He's the most targeted option in week three out of the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver options. The offense does not look good under Big Ben. And I want everybody to know the snap percentages that Najee Harris has been putting out. Week one, he had 100%. Week two, he had 95 Week three, he had 95 He is the running back that is playing the most percentage of snaps. And he is the leader in targets amongst all running backs. As we said, possibly no Juju, no Deontay Johnson. They have Green Bay, Seattle, Chicago coming up. Be certain to fire up some of the G. Harris. Swinging on to our next guy. Feed me. Feed me. Ezekiel Elliott. Dallas Cowboys running back. Number eight overall running back for the year. Number three on the week. Had 17 attempts, 95 yards, two, two touchdowns. Three for three on receptions. 21 yards on 70% of snaps. Ezekiel Elliott. Game three was 5.6 per carry. He has no fumbles and no drops for the year. It's impressive. He's actually, he got off to a rough start in week one. Now you're seeing him finally get into rhythm and get into a group of things as the Cowboys, you know, they run they're six, uh, six months' plays in the league. He is second in running routes amongst running backs. They do have some tough matchups coming up. Carolina has surprised a lot of people on the defensive end, they have Carolina. New England, and Denver. Denver, as well, has been spectacular on defense. So I'll be certain to look out for that. Next up, Detroit Lions running back DeAndre Swift. He's third overall running back for the year. He was fifth on week three. He averages 63% of snaps. He's had two top five performances in the 2021 fantasy season. He's basically game, game script proof. He's one of those players that just, the game script could be in any, in any way or shape or form, he's just going to be relevant in the fantasy on the fantasy end of things. I foresee that the Detroit Lions will be in negative game scripts for the re- remainder of the year. As Jared Goff has, he looks solid week one, but he's kind of been on the decline. For week three, DeAndre Swift had 14 attempts, 47 yards, one rushing touchdown. The impressive part, 7 for 7 on reception, 60 yards. He has a 31.6% target share and second amongst running backs and targets you could trade for DeAndre Swift, get you some because he's one of those hidden, sneaky running backs that can uh, potentially win you the league. And not everybody has them on their radar because, again, it's the Detroit Lions. And DeAndre Swift, again, is second year running back. If, if, If the snap percentages go up, get you some DeAndre Swift before it gets there. Next up. Start spreading the news. Start spreading that news. Saquon Barkley's back. Number nine running back in week three. Number 24 overall running back for the season. He had 16 attempts, 51 yards, one touchdown. Seven for six in the air. 43 yards. Just to give everybody an idea of Saquon Barkley's snap percentages. Week one, 48%. Week two, going on up, 84%. Week 3, 86%, trending upward. You must trade for Saquon Barkley now if you can. It might be too late in some leagues. However, a convincing factor is possibly wait for a week before you offer these trades as they have the number 3 overall, Rush D, and the Saints coming up next week, and then they have the Cowboys, number 6, and Rush D, then the Rams in the, at 11. These tough matchups might make for Bad games that could allow you to make a trade offer for Saquon Barkley. He is on the come up, though. Snap percentages are saying so. Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams, number two wide receiver overall for the season, number one overall week three. Nine targets, seven receptions, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Second in team targets, fourth in targets amongst all running or all wide receivers. Herbert has two wide receivers in the top five in targets. He leads Keenan Allen in yards and has, has six of five in contested catches. He does have three drops. Uh, so one thing that we've noticed about Mike Williams is he can't tend to stay healthy. Um, so uh, potentially a trade, trade away option. He hasn't proven he could play 16 games, let alone 17 for this new year schedule. Maybe you can get somebody for him. See what's out there. If not, stay put. He's putting it out, so stay with him. Next up, Donkey Kong Metcalf, D.K. Metcalf, number six wide receiver in week three. Nine targets, six receptions, 107 yards, one touchdown. Is this a coming out party? I tend to think so. He was a trade low candidate last week. Russell Wilson has the best QBR in the NFL right now with 133.6. If you can get you some Metcalf, get you that. Trend has shown in the past that Tyler Lockett normally starts off hot, then DK Metcalf takes over the wide receiver room later in the year. So get you some DK Metcalf. Next up, Dalton Schultz, number one tight end in week three. No one saw it coming. Seven targets, six receptions, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Is he a viable fantasy option here going forward? I tend not to think so. I think my counterpart probably would disagree. I just I don't I don't see there's just too many fantasy options in, in the Dallas Cowboys offense. I, I just don't see a world where he can just constantly be a top five tight end. Now, if you're struggling at tight end and you have tight end needs, potentially he could fill that role. Just know he might have some bust weeks, but solid week for Dalton Schultz. Tight end one on the week. Next up, Josh Allen. And I'm going to do this one. Originally, my boy Rob wanted me to do this for Mr. Dak Prescott, but I feel that our boy Josh Allen deserves it. Josh Allen, he's back, number one overall QB week three. He's back. He's the number six overall QB for the fantasy season. He went 32 for 43, 358 yards, four pass touchdowns, one rush touchdown with a QBR 129.8. He's first in dropbacks, fourth in attempts. He's the guy to have right now. Uh, he has some solid matchups coming up. Just be certain that you look out for Josh Allen. If he's on your opposing team, just know you're gonna have to put up some points to keep up with that team. Justin Herbert. I have a guy in our league. His name's Herbert the pervert. Well, right. that's one of the guys in the Family Guy, I believe. Clever name. I like it. Number two overall, QB in week three. Justin Herbert's been lacking. He's actually looked really solid week one, week two on the field. Didn't really relate from a fantasy standpoint. But on week three, he was 26 for 38, 281 yards for four touchdowns. He has less scrambles this year. He's figuring out his feel, but he has looked solid. You know, you already know. I have to give this guy a mention again. I have to. It's the story of a man named Brady. Number five overall quarterback for week three. Number one quarterback for the year. Potential MVP candidate? Question mark. 41 for 55, 432 yards, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. I couldn't pull it up; I didn't have time. But I might do that next week. I might. I might look up the, the last time Tom Brady had a rushing touchdown. I have to bring that bring that up because this is TMI. Some will have to bring up. He is the touchdown leader amongst all quarterbacks with 10 10 touchdowns, and he's second in yards. He's second in big time throws. You must trade for him, if you can trade for Tom Brady right now, get you some Tom Brady, get you some TB twelve. Let's swing this on over to the failures. We talked a lot about our players. Our players balled out, man. We had some players out there. Uh, I mean, you still had the the train out there. You had that Derek Henry. You, you you had some people out there that were balling, man. And and shout out to all those people. Uh, Dak looked solid. The Dallas defense looked solid. There's a lot of good good football being played out there this week. But let's swing it off to the failures. Entering that toilet, first, Devin Singletary, Buffalo Bills running back. He's number 30th overall running back for the year. And this is why we got this dude in the shitter. He's the fumbles leader for the year with three, and he has two drops. He's the turnover leader amongst all running backs in that in those two categories combined. He had 11 attempts for 26 yards, 2.4 yards per carry, 2 for 1, no catches. Get you some Zach Moss right now, people. I think he could potentially be a drop candidate in this sense. Uh, his snap percentages did look solid week one, 75%, but then went on the decline after that, week two, 66%. Week three, 43%. Now week one could have just been the fluke as Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. Healthy and active. I think it's time to get some Zach Moss. If they notice, he turns it over too much. Coaches hate that shit. Move on from Devin Singletary. It's the time. Ronald Jones. I mean, you don't want to I, I wouldn't want any part of this this backfield here in Tampa Bay, man. It's just it's just too much of a mess, man. Five attempts, eleven yards, no targets. Average snap percentage is twenty two percent. To me, he's a drop candidate. We know he had blowout games last year. He proved that he could have been a viable fantasy option last year, but it's not looking good, and it's not looking like there's any kind of light for Mister Ronald Jones. So I'd uh, I'd move on from him. If, if you can trade any of these people, definitely do so. Uh, that's what fantasy is about. I mean, you may have somebody that want to buy in, somebody that likes somebody. It's it's quite typical and can happen. Uh, ne- next next up. Lock, lock lock, lock Tyler Lockett, Seahawks wide receiver. Number three overall wide receiver for the year. Four for four, 31 yards. We'll chalk this up to a bad game. Just had to put him in the failures. Uh, Just because, I mean, he's just, it's been exceptional. He's the number three overall wide receiver, as I said. And and no issues here. Uh, I would not be concerned about Tyler Lockett, especially the value that you got him in the draft. Next up. (laughs) Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper's a tricky motherfucker to have, man. Let me tell you. Number 18 overall wide receiver on the year. Four for three. At three receptions, 26 yards. He's just hes just a boomer bust player. If you can trade for a better fantasy option after a big game, do it. If you want some more consistency out of your roster, do it. Uh, people that outperformed Amari Cooper in week three, Christian Kirk, Marquise Brown, Jamar Chase. And I want to make a mention here because I'm going to go a little off topic on, on, on Amari Cooper, but... Jamar Chase, he's made an interesting case for himself. He is second in touchdowns for the season. I probably could have asked you that. You wouldn't have known. He's produced the second best QBR out of all relevant wide receivers with 151. The only other better option is Tyler Lockett with Russell Wilson. Dude, Jamar Chase, and and, and you're talking about they're, they're on an offense that has slowed down the game a little bit. And we'll go over that later in our starts of the week. But, man, Jamar Chase has looked solid, man. And I would definitely go out on a venture, take yourself a journey, do what it is that you do, and uh, potentially seek out a trade for Jamar Chase because he's looking like a very nice option at this point particular moment and and has a has been a model consistency in the fantasy world. So get you some Jamar Chase if you can. D-Hop. Oh, D-Hop. We're going to give him that. The Nuke. The Nuke, man. Nuke. Number 23 overall wide receiver in the year. Six for three. Three receptions. 21 yards. You worried? I'm not. Keep yourself some D-Hop. They have a, a very elite offense. In uh, Arizona. I wouldn't be worried. Jonathan Taylor. Number 28 overall running back for the year. Trade bait question mark. Buy low question mark. I mean. (laughs) Quite possible. Week 3. 10 attempts. 64 yards. Had a 23 long. He was 3 for 1. In targets. Meaning he had one reception for 8 yards. This is the kicker. Last year. Jonathan Taylor averaged 50% of snaps the entire year. On his three-game pace as of now and continuing on, he is averaging the same, 50% of snaps. There's bad QB play here. Carson Wentz is sitting there and freaking on on potato chip stilts. Uh, There's just no wide receiver options. I'm... As we said, we had Jonathan Taylor out of our top ten for a reason. We had a feeling that people were just – defenses were just going to stack the box and just give him hell. And it's it's been that exactly. As much of a specimen as he is and a freak, because Jonathan Taylor's athleticism is through the roof, you just can't beat seven, seven guys, man. And I don't care how good of a running back you are, one can't beat seven. And that's, this is the case this year with Jonathan Taylor – Now, he could be a potential buy-low candidate, just depending on what you pay up for. But as we stated, we had him out of our top 10 for a reason. So, Jonathan Taylor is a failure this week. Next up, Allen Robinson, number 66 overall wide receiver. He's averaging 87% of snaps. Six for two, 27 yards. Playing with a Justin Fields that was six for twenty out of attempts with sixty-eight yards in sixty minutes had a four-point forty-one-point-three QBR. Man, this this uh, this quarterback situation here is murky. Man, it's just it's just risky business, and and these are some questions that fantasy managers may want to ask themselves. Would I trade this dude for say a, Clay, a Chase Claypool, a Julio Jones? Now we've known that Allen Robinson has proven himself to be an elite talent. We saw it last year. We saw it before his ACL tear, that he's just just shined from the last couple of years. But Allen Robinson under this this quarterback play and this this quarterback room that just has no concrete answer to what this offense holds and what it can be in the future. At the moment, I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd like to say I'd like to stay away from Allen Robinson. Especially with Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy just tends to piss me off. Uh, and he just... He's too, he tries all this trickery that just... Just get the fuck away from it, man. Anyway, moving along. Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff was awful. Jared Goffle, uh, 22 for 30, 217 yards. No touchdowns. Not much to mention on this guy. He was leading pass, leading in pass attempts over the course of two weeks. He has Chicago next week, which is 11th and Pass D. Uh, they're going to be in a negative game script all year, so this hence the reason why I say pick you up some DeAndre Swift. Not many running backs do well in a negative game script along with a poor offense, but DeAndre Swift just has all these capabilities and talents that not many people have. So get you some get you some DeAndre Swift as I said, because he's going to just keep chunking it his way. That actually concludes our players and failures for the week. Jumping on in, starts to the week. Starts of the week. Start starts of the week. Yeah. Starts of the week. Start starts of the week. Starts of the week. Start starts of the week. Starts of the week. We'll start off with Los Angeles Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford has the second highest over under, 53.5 for the week. They're at home. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals rank eighth against the pass and have allowed five touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks. Stafford has nine touchdowns and is and, and is ranking second in, in those touchdowns. He just has too many options, man. I'm seeing Bobby Trees having a big, a, a big game here. I would imagine Cooper Cup's going to get locked up and going to draw that that coverage from Jalen Ramsey. So I'm expecting Bobby Trees, Robert Woods to have a good game. Believe it or not, the Rams have the 27th ranked defense against the pass. So Kyler Murray should go off in this one, especially seeing that the Rams have allowed the 8th most yards in the league. You should see a game that's a, that's a back and forth game. With two prolific offenses. I like Matthew Stafford this week. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a a straight draw gun war. I'm down with this game. I imagine it's prime time. It must be watched. Moving along. Carolina wide receiver DJ Moore. If You can get you some DJ Moore. Do it. Trade for DJ Moore right now. He's he's just demanding targets. Overall, over-under for the for this game for the week is a 50.5. DJ Moore is fourth in targets amongst all wide receivers with 31. Dallas is second in allowing yards and fifth in allowing touchdowns. He demands a 42.4 target share. No CMC potentially will increase this. Dallas ranks 31st in pass defense. Man, I got me some DJ Moore, and I got DJ Moore here going forward. If, if I would... Definitely venture out and try to trade an Allen Robinson for D.J. Moore at this particular moment with a package deal. Get you D.J. Moore. He is obviously Sam Darnold's favorite target. Roll with it. Running back start for the week. Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Playing in a 45.5 over-under game. He is second in total yards amongst all running backs. They are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have allowed the fifth most targets to opposing running backs with five. Jacksonville allows 115 yards per game and have only caused one fumble on all three teams they've played. Joe Mixon has not fumbled on the season. The game script will allow to run a little later in the game as I feel that the Bengals will blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars. They should. As I've said earlier, Cincinnati has slowed their game down and ranked 30th in place per game because they've been running the ball a little bit more. Joe is second in snaps and second in attempts. He hasn't put out the fantasy performance you've expected over the last couple weeks, the way he did week one. However, he he's out there, man. He's he's playing high percentage of snaps. Uh, you must continue to play Joe Mixon no matter how, how bad the matchup at this particular moment. Um, There's just not many better options out there right this sec. My tied-in start of the week. Comes as no surprise. Let's get it. Darren Wallets. I like to call him Darren Wallets. That motherfucker's money, all right? The Raiders play the Los Angeles Chargers. They have the third highest over-under for the week at 52.5. The Los Angeles Chargers have allowed 10.2 fantasy points per game to the tight end position on average. Darren Waller is not average, people. They have allowed the 8th most yards to tight ends, 6th most touchdowns to tight ends. Darren Waller is due for a bounce back game. He had an amazing game week. Uh, week one game with nineteen targets, career high. He's due for a, bou- a bounce back game. Waller, this is this is the kicker, man. This is the crazy shit right here. Waller has thirty three targets on the year. The Chargers have only had twenty four targets thrown their way by the tight end in three games. Do that math there. Darren Waller accounts for thirty seven percent of the Raiders' offensive targets. In the number one pass attack in the league. Man, get you some Darren Wallets, man. This is this has been fun. We try to keep it short and sweet. We've been fairly busy. Something I want everybody to know. Rob and I obviously work full-time jobs. I mean, I'm I'm working fifty-five hours a week. Rob's out there working and we try to provide this show for everybody in hopes that this helps people down the road with their fantasy season and and put out some great output and maybe take our advice and you know get some victories some little victories cuz this is what this game's all about it's about little victories it is a week to week game and and tune in man tune in we want to thank everybody that's been listening to us even if it's 10 people uh and we'd like to thank those that don't listen to us maybe you'll listen to us one day and know that we're we're the real deal we're trying to really do some shit here uh, as we like to pride ourselves, we're, we try to tend to be ahead of the curve. A lot of our pods will mention things that we feel will happen, and most of the time they they, they happen. Uh, we, watch, we watch a lot of football. Rob has a ton of experience in, in sports. I mean, so, again, we want to appreciate everybody. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us at Fantasy TMI on Twitter on IG. Hit it. it.